Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's Father's Daughter, and I want to wish you a happy Sabbath. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's kind of cold, but not really cold, cold out, but it's beautiful. Sitting outside, um, enjoying God's beautiful nature. Um, first of all, I just would like to say um, thank you guys for continuously um, listening to the Word of God, and I pray that you guys are also diligently seeking God for yourselves and getting into discernment of who his true ministers are, who is speaking God's word of truth and who is living their lives for Jesus Christ. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you this day for your your holy Sabbath day. We thank you for um, waking us up this morning and giving us continuous breath of life. Lord God, we thank you for um, the anointing of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for living and dwelling inside of us. We thank you for um, clarifications and enlightenments and revelations through your Holy, your, your word, the Bible, your, your word of truth. Lord God, we thank you that you, um, you love us so much that you would give us your word, that you would give us guidelines as how we are supposed to live our lives and build a relationship with you. Lord, thank you for your covering and thank you for your protection through all this pandemic. And we thank you for being with us as we walk with you, as we talk with you. We, we thank you for talking and responding back, Lord God. We thank you for hearing and answering prayers, Lord God. And we just give you all praise, all honor, and all glory. We are honored to be your children. And we thank you for your presence. We ask that you would be with us now as we go over this, your word. Lord, let it be your words always. Never my words, but your words, Lord. Show us the way, the narrow road. Lead us to the narrow road, Lord God, that very few find, and that road leads to life. Lord, keep us from the broad road that leads us to destruction and death. Lord, we thank you for each and every word that you have assembled in your Bible, in the Bible, your word of truth. Bless each and every person that is um, listening to this podcast, Lord God, that is seeking you. Give them blessings. Lord, if they are running from truth, Lord God, I ask that you will pull them in. Let the words that they hear spark a flame inside of them. Let those who hear, and maybe this is a message that They've been trying to tell somebody else. Maybe this is a confirmation for some, Lord God. I ask that this will be confirmation for others and enlightenment for for those and just a reminder for most of us. Lord, be with us each and every day. I ask for a special blessing on this day. In Jesus' name, we pray, thanking you for all that you're going to do. So God has been giving me messages in familiar chapters. And it's like, I've read Genesis chapter three and I've read Genesis chapter three and he keeps giving me Genesis chapter three. And it's like, um, I'm like, God, they're going to get tired of hearing about Genesis chapter three. He's like, no, they won't. They won't get tired of it because it's a different message and it's familiar. The more 
it, 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 it gets engraved inside of you to the point that you, you know it. It's like if repetition after repetition after repetition, it just gets chiseled inside of your brain. It gets chiseled inside of your heart. But then we know that God says he will write his word in our minds and in our hearts. So I believe that that is what God is doing right now. So turn, turn with me to Genesis chapter three, if you will, or you can listen along your, your choice. So in this chapter, we have the woman who is later in, in other chapters called or named Eve. And we have the serpent who are the main talkers in dialogue in these verses, which we will be discussing today. The serpent starts talking to the woman in the first verse and it reads, and I'm reading through the, out of the uh, King James version. So it'll be a little bit different wording in some other translations, but it reads in verse one, starting with verse one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the tree of the, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So we see here that the serpent starts talking to the woman and he asks her a question about what she can and cannot have pertaining to the food and eating thereof from the garden, from the trees in the garden. This wasn't just a random, out of the blue, just here's a question, let me ask it because it just popped in my head type of thing. No, but it was a question that was for a reason and it had a specific purpose. And that purpose was to see if the woman knew what God had commanded of them. Now, he's testing her walk and her relationship with God. As well as if she is really listening to the message and the messenger of God. From at this time, this, this time it was her husband. It was, it was Adam. He's even seen if she had put the word of God to memory. Or haphazardly disregarded it. And the guidance of God and his messenger, her husband Adam. It is when the woman responds to the serpent that he knows where in fact her relationship lies in terms of understanding the commandments of God in which he had given her. And there at this time, there was only one commandment that he had given to them. And that was for them that they should not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was it. He had told them they can have anything from the other guard of, of the trees as for food, except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So the woman said that they cannot eat of every tree. This is what she said. She said that they could eat of every tree except one in the midst of the garden. Now, this information was true and it was it was correct. However, when she said that they could not eat from it nor touch it. And they would surely die was not correct. Now, this is where the woman got caught slipping. She had added something to the word of God that he hadn't even said. They don't, that's not what he said. And this is where the serpent got her. And he knew that she was not familiar completely, assuredly 
certain what the word of God was as she should have been. Mind you, not only was she completely unfamiliar, she knew about it. She knew partially what it what the word of God had said, but then she wasn't 100% certain. And then she added stuff to it. So she, and then the person that really knew, she had left his side. She had left the side of her, her husband Adam who had the knowledge of the word of God firsthand because God told him. He knew what the Lord God had commanded concerning the tree of good of knowledge of good and evil. See right here, that is we see here what the serpent's real and true intention was. Only to not he didn't mean to understand what was going on. Because we can see that if the serpent's, the serpent's true intention was only to understand and reverence what God had commanded, then it would have indeed gone and acquired it, the answer from Adam, who knew firsthand the unaltered account of what the Lord God had commanded. But the serpent didn't approach Adam, now did he? He sure did not. The serpent instead went after the one who kind of knew the word of God, but it had come second hand now i'm not saying don't trust or don't listen to god's ministers that's not what i'm saying ask god for discernment and he will give you whom to and whom not to listen to that's not what i'm saying at all but we need to spend time in the word of god for ourselves so that we can have it etched in our hearts and in our minds and not just complete continuously depend on others for the we ought to assemble ourselves. We ought to fellowship one with another. We ought to learn from one another. But we need to also spend time in the word of God to familiarize ourselves with what that, the, the scripture said. So we won't be led astray. We won't be blindsided. Such as what, what happened with the, with the woman and the serpent. So that we won't be led astray nor fooled by the tricks of the enemy. Now, see, the serpent is, as it says, it's, it's subtle, the scripture says. And we must realize that this is exactly how the enemy is, guys. He doesn't come to make, come. he doesn't come and make his attempt on those that are grounded in the word of God. But instead, he uses the, the ones that are not equipped with the sword as written in Ephesians 6, 17, the sword of the spirit, which is of the word of God. He comes at you when he thinks you are weak, like he did with Jesus. When Jesus was in the wilderness, Jesus hadn't ate for 40 days or 40 nights. But what he didn't realize is Jesus was fasting and he was praying. So he, he may have looked weak on the outside, but he was strong in the inside because he had the word of God. The enemy doesn't want us to have a fighting chance. He doesn't. So his attempts and his tactics are the same as in the garden. They're sneaky and subtle. He uses the same tactics such as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The lion doesn't go after the strongest in the herd to attack, but goes after the weaker of the herd or one that's away from the herd to attack and eat for his prey. That's who he goes after to devour, not the strongest, not the fastest, not the swiftest. Not the one that's in with the herd, but the one that's out, outside or over here frolicking by itself. This is how the enemy is when it comes to us. He is described as a roaring lion in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 18. It says, be sober, be vigilant. 
Because our adversary, actually it says, because your adversary, but it's our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, like we just we just talked about, lions don't go after the strongest. They don't go after the one that's in the middle of the strongest, the herd, or it goes after the one that's alone. The one that's by itself, the one that's not so fast, the one that's weak. Maybe even feeble. New. Like the babies. So as babes in Christ, some of us out there, we have to stay around those who are stronger in the word of God and receive the knowledge through the Holy Spirit interpreting to us what it is that the word of God is telling us. We have to stay in the word of God so that we won't have to keep drinking milk. But we'll be able to go and get that strong meat that the Bible refers to. And again, like I mentioned, the serpent didn't run up, run up on Adam and be like, yo, Adam. What did God say about the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil that y'all can eat of it or that you can't eat of it? He didn't go to the one that knew. But he went to the woman because she was kind of. And understanding. She kind of knew. So that is why he didn't go to Adam. Because what she told him was completely not memorized. It wasn't com completely in her heart. And then it came out incorrectly. She added the fact that they should not even touch it. Now look at what God had actually said in Genesis 2, 15 through 17. It says, and this is when he was speaking to Adam and it says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden and to dress it and to keep it. Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it. For in that day that thou eatest thereof, thou shall surely die. God had told the man, Adam, that they should eat, that they should not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He did not say or touch it. So when the woman said touch it in her mind, that's what that's what that's what she had remembered. So when the woman touched the tree and then she touched the fruit and she didn't die, she was convinced that the serpent was telling the truth. She's like, "Well, well, I didn't touch the tree and I ain't die." So wait a minute, maybe the serpent telling the truth. Because, hmm. Then she's starting to doubt God. Because if God, if my husband said that God said that we're not supposed to do this, then maybe, and then the, ser the serpent then told me that if I touch it and I, I won't die. Hmm. And I didn't touch it, I didn't die. Well, I guess I'm going to believe the serpent. But see, that's where the serpent got her right there because he knew that she didn't know. She, he knew that she wasn't 100% certain of what was supposed to be and what not, was not supposed to be done concerning the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So when the woman touched the tree and the fruit and she did not die, she was convinced that the serpent was telling the truth and not God. This made it easier for her to believe the lies the serpent was telling her because, first of all, 
She did not have the word of God in her heart and in her mind. Jesus tells us in Matthew 22 verses 37, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Why? Because if we keep God in our heart, in our soul, and in our mind, we are completely covered from head to toe with God's word. We're completely covered with God. So we won't be led astray because God is in us, all through us, all in all part of our being. So, and the serpent had said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat also so the serpent tells her that she wouldn't die but that god knows that she when she eats the fruit she will become a god and no good from evil satan wants us just like the woman in the garden not to trust god and to trust in our ourselves in our own strength and in our own understanding he wants us to believe that all we need to survive is ourselves that we do, that what we do is because of us. That we can do this and we can do that. That we did this and we have done that and I made this and I made that. God, not giving God reverence to anything that he does in our lives. This my house. I bought this. I paid for that. And not give God any glory for the things which he has done. Because if it was not for God and the loaning of his breath of life, then guess what? We'd be asleep in our graves. We cannot do anything without God. Brothers and sisters, let's not be like the woman and get caught sleeping. Let's stay in the word of God and know the word of God for ourselves. God will give us the discernment through his Holy Spirit to know who is speaking the truth. That is the holy word of God. We have to be there for one another and help one another to study the word of God, fellowshipping with one another. For God's word says in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or more are gathered together in the name of God, there he is also in the midst. That's paraphrased. I'll actually, let me, let me turn to Matthew. All right. Matthew 18, 20, and it reads from the King James version for where two or more for two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. That's what it actually says. So I paraphrase it a little bit. So in other words, when we are gathered together two, two it, it only takes two standing side by side. God will be right there with us fighting our battles giving us interpretation joining us in worshiping him it only takes two if eve had stood by adam it would god would have been right there with them because what god had given adam adam knew and he could be like what hold up eve hold up hold up hold up woman she hadn't didn't have a name yet he would have told the woman woman 
That's not what God said. God said we may not eat of the tree of good. We can eat everything else in the garden, but that's the one tree that we ain't supposed to eat from. And that would have shut the, the serpent up right there because then he wouldn't have had no way to maneuver. He didn't see a, he saw a crack in Eve's cross and he could, he slithered in. First John 1 17 says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleansed us from all of our sins. Don't get caught slipping like the woman. And even her husband who was led astray by choosing to listen to the woman instead of God. He knew better. He for sure, for sure knew better. And he still allowed doubt to set in. Don't be fooled like the woman and be trying to face and fight the enemy alone. Stay in the covering and the fellowship of brethren. Well, they can hold you accountable. Hold us accountable in, a, in love through the scriptures and build us, build us up by the word of God and his promises to remind us of what the word of God says, to show us the scriptures that give us a fighting chance. Brothers and sisters, I pray that this message helped someone confirm some things for others and was a breath of fresh air for most. I pray that you guys realize that God loves us and he's, he's fighting for us each and every day. Jesus Christ gave his very life for us because he loves us. Know that your soul matters, that you are important to God, and he loves you with an unconditional love. Be blessed.